welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I want to start with a land acknowledgement. I live in Portland, Oregon, in the United States, and I am on the unceded land of the Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Callitz Bands of Chinook, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Malala. This land was not given, it was taken. And we need to find ways to support and uplift indigenous people in the United States and in in the world. And we can do that by supporting native causes and buying native products from native people. I decided to do something a little bit different in this episode. There are a couple places where you can tap out and breathe and meditate but it is hopefully something that will help you get through in real time what it's, you know, what we're trying to get through right now. The holidays and all the emotional stuff that goes with that, along with trying to survive and live and make it through a pandemic. So thank you so much for listening. I hope While you're listening, you know that there is somebody in Portland, Oregon, who cares about you and wants you to not only survive by the skin of your teeth, I mean, that's okay too, but also to make it and to feel good about who you are in the world. So thank you for listening. We'll do something a little different this week, and I'm thinking on the fly, which is something I typically do. Um, You can hear some background noise. I am at Costco getting gas, getting ready to enter into the Costco fray. For those of you in other countries that don't know what Costco is, it's a big box store where you get huge amounts of toilet paper, paper towels, stuff like that. Masses of quantities. You know Americans love big quantities of stuff. But I thought what I would do is try to take everybody through the things that I've been talking about, but on the fly. Managing expectations and owning my no and thinking about my responses. So Costco usually for me is not fun um, or any shopping. I don't enjoy shopping, even grocery shopping. But I'm here and before I go in, I'm going to do some centering so that nobody else has to feel my angst. There's so much potential here for me just being angry the entire time. Because Costco on a good day is loaded with just oblivious people in their own heads just trying to keep their groceries. I remember coming one time when I was heavily pregnant and people just like running their carts into me and not paying attention to where they were and anyway. And it's Christmas and we're in a pandemic and so there's so much happening inside of people and I think for the most part, unless you're paying attention to that, it goes unnoticed. You are just very unaware 
and like a bowl in a china shop. But you don't realize you're doing it because our unawareness walking through the world batters against other people. It just does. And there's no, I'm not, there's no shame in that. It's just a fact that we all have to kind of recognize and pay attention to. So if we can develop a little bit of awareness for ourselves and for others before we go into places like this, or before we buy stuff online, all of the things that happen to us, all of the things that we're triggered by um, are lack our insecurities, our not-enoughness, our... all of it. All of it goes into those places, physically and also, you know, online. We bring that with us where we go, and we also bring the other things that we're dealing with on a regular basis. So if you have trauma, if you have anxiety, if you have a hard time being in places with people, all of that stuff is going to come up for, for you anytime and then accelerate that probably by 100% at Christmas and during a pandemic. So I'm learning so many things from Resma in my grandmother's hands and one of the things that I'm learning about is how I can calm myself first. It's about me being calm. And as well as me being calm, as I'm aware and I center myself and I calm myself, I take that calm into the places that I go. I bring it with me and it goes before me and it touches other people and it actually calms other people. So I want to bring that awareness with me before I go into the big box store. I mean, I already <laughs> just saw some old veteran almost get hit by a truck just trying to get into the store because the truck really needed to get in <laughs> So, so much is going on. One of the ways that I center myself is I take myself to a sacred spot for myself. And I have talked about this before. It can be a person, a place, an animal, something that very quickly centers you and brings you peace and lowers your cortisol levels, lowers those stress levels. And so this would be a really good time to stop the podcast and just center yourself. Just calm yourself, bring attention. If you notice tension anywhere in your body as you do this. So how it works is you breathe deeply through your nose and then out your mouth three or four times. Then you visualize that person, that place, or that animal, something that brings you peace. And as you visualize that, you just let that calm your body. Keep breathing slow and steady breath, and then as you let that calm you, you can stop there, or you can notice any tension that might be held in your body, and as you notice that tension, you don't have to do anything about that tension, you can just go to that place, it might reveal to you why you're carrying tension, like for me right now, my back flared a few days ago, 
And I feel like I've stayed pretty centered, pretty open dialogue with myself about how I'm feeling and the things that are happening in my life. And yet, my back flares. And my back usually flares because of stress or rage held in the body. So when I do this centering, I probably will spend a little time just focusing on that spot on my back, breathing into that spot, and then as I breathe into it, letting that spot relax. And any other place in my body that maybe I feel tension. I'm going to try not to rush myself in the centering, and I'm going to try to not rush myself in the store. To really practice, it's a perfect place to practice all of these things that we've been talking about expectations, managing them, managing them on the fly. I mean, people are going to be up in your business in the store, not following protocols for safety, not following protocols of just being a decent human being, so many things. So just take a minute, wherever you're at, if you can safely center and just center. And then we'll come back and we'll talk some more. I don't know if you'll be able to hear me, but I made it. You're gonna hear me putting away my groceries. You wanna know how I made it? I made it because I did that centering and mindfulness before I went in. So the entire time I was in there, no matter what people's anxieties and stresses were coming my way, no matter how oblivious they were in the store, I just, I didn't care. And I'm not going to say that there wasn't a moment where I wanted to run over some old lady that was just being oblivious, but I didn't because I could immediately return to that place and to a mantra. And my mantra was just automatic because I use the mantras so often. They're just, a lot of them are just automatic to me. And while I was walking in the store, the cart was hitting the pavement and I could hear a mantra in my head. And so I just said it in my head. I am in my body. I am of my body. I am with my body. I am in my body. I am of my body. I am with my body. I don't want to not be with my body. I don't want to be detached. If I need to be, that's one thing. If I need to be detached to get through something, that is one thing. But so much of life has been about surviving and surviving has meant being detached or it works better for people when we are detached from our bodies because then we don't really know what we want. And I want to know what I want. I want to be aware. And then the next thing is I tried to be conscious of the people around me. And what I mean by conscious of the people around me is not, I, I tend to lean toward empathic tendencies. And that means I can easily, if I don't watch myself, pick up people's pain and anxiety. And that isn't a bad thing, but it can be very heavy and painful and there isn't really any place for me to put it. 
while I'm experiencing my own pain. So I want to be present with other people without carrying their gunk. I hope, hopefully that makes sense. Makes perfect sense to me, but I don't know. So I stay present in the sense that I am aware of the people around me. I'm looking for opportunities to let somebody go in front of me or get to the side because I'm leaning into kindness and kindness opens me up to generosity and generosity opens me up to gratitude and gratitude opens me up to all of those things. Generosity, kindness, presence, all, all of this stuff. The other thing that I did is anytime, because I had practiced that thing, taking a moment to myself before I went in there, I was aware but not overwhelmed. I was aware of what was going on around me, but I didn't have to be in hypervigilance. I wasn't overwhelmed by other people's anxiety and emotions. And I could quickly, when something kind of caught me off guard, you know, somebody being oblivious or somebody, what usually gets me is somebody being oblivious with somebody else. And that usually sets my teeth on edge and I want to do something about it. There's not really anything I can do. What, what the mindfulness moment before I went in there did for me is every time that happened, I was able to just breathe and hum. And I just periodically would hum a song to myself. This is not something I planned on doing. Also, the mantra wasn't something I planned on doing. I just, because I practice these things so much in my day-to-day life as tricks and tools and things to get me through, things to center and ground me, they come on automatic. But because I did that thing before, I was aware of when I switched gears and moved into a more peaceful moment. And that's what I mean by readjusting our expectations in the moment on the fly, readjusting ourselves in the moment on the fly so that the things that are happening to other people don't overwhelm us, but we can stay conscious and present and caring. Nobody needs us to be flooded like they are. They need a calming presence. We need ourselves to be a calming presence so that we can offer that out into the world. I'm not saying I did that. I hope that I did. I made eye contact where I could make eye contact, you know, brightened my eyes, you know, indicating a smile when I could because I was wearing a mask. But I left that store not feeling like a piece of shit, which a lot of times I do leave that store and many stores feeling like a piece of shit because I didn't take three minutes to center myself because it's not something that really has become a practice on the fly for me unless I'm being so overwhelmed that I feel like I don't have another choice. Stopping and taking those moments, whether it be one minute at a stoplight to just breathe and recenter, one minute before you go into a grocery store, one minute before you get online to buy gifts, one minute before you take a phone call or a Zoom call, Whatever the situation, if we can take one minute, 30 seconds to ground and center ourselves, we will be more okay. 
And maybe the side benefit is we offer that more okay out into the world and we make this world a slightly better place to live in. So earlier today, I committed to walking you through my day. I promise you, I cannot make this shit up. So there's things, obviously, that I couldn't take you through, like getting home and unloading the groceries. Plus, kind of boring. My spiritual direction appointment couldn't take you through that. At the end of my spiritual direction appointment with my client, my phone starts exploding. And it's my son. And at first, I'm like, okay, well... You know, he can wait. We're done. We're just wrapping up. And then he calls again. And then he calls again. And I'm like, okay, something is up. I get off the phone with my client, call my son back, who's supposed to be getting on a plane to early tomorrow morning to come home. He's had a COVID test. He's done everything that he can to get to Portland from LA with out hurting himself or anybody else and us when he gets home. And he's on a 10-minute break from work, really losing it because one of his housemates decided to go hang out with some people that he met online, I'm guessing, because he didn't know them, and break all the rules for COVID and then called my son at work, basically telling him, I think... I have COVID, I have all the symptoms. It is 3.30 in the afternoon and my son's supposed to get on a plane at probably eight tomorrow. So he's panicking, you know, there's so many things at play. It's, I've come to work and now I've exposed all these people. And I'm like, it's, you didn't know. There's no way you could control that tell your boss. And then also I'm supposed to be coming home. I've bought all the presents. I've I've gotten the time off. I really want to see you. All of this in real time, (laughs) y'all. Real time. And so I'm trying to like be inside myself and talk myself down because I have my own expectations, my own disappointments that are knocking on my heart's door, if you will. While I'm trying to talk to my 20-year-old son, who is kind of losing it, and rightly so, because he's trying to navigate all of this stuff, and then he has to go back in because his 10-minute break is over. So I get off the phone with him, tell him to call me back as soon as he knows what to do from his boss, and... I get off the phone and I got to say that whatever I did this morning, there was remnants of because I had peace. Now, I'm not saying I was happy that there wasn't fear. So many things that we're all dealing with, as well as not getting to see somebody we love. It would have been our first Christmas without each other. Todd's you know, doing his class online. Brennan is downstairs in a meeting and it's just me in in the house holding my feelings. 
And I just made some tea, walked around, kept myself a little bit busy and just breathed and tried to let it be whatever it was going to be. And then Zion called and said, my boss completely understands is sending me to get a rapid test. All of the housemates that he lives with, um, all were able to get rapid tests. We just heard from him um, probably about 45 minutes ago that he's negative so he can come. So I guess what I'm trying to illustrate, this is happening to me right now. You're going to hear this on Friday or whenever you listen with your own stuff. This is happening to me in real time on Tuesday. And what I want to say is we don't have to do this perfectly. We're not going to do it perfectly. And plus, there is no perfectly. There is just trying to do the best we can with the tools that we have moment by moment. I do also want to say that that little tiny bit of centering that I did really helped me. And I was able to, while I waited for Todd and Brennan to get out of their appointments, to kind of go, I have a choice here. I can go, Todd, oh my gosh, what do we do? And, and bring that angst and panic into the conversation, which that's okay if I do that. But because I had a little bit of time and because I created a tiny bit of room for myself earlier today, I was able to go, hey, this is what's going on and this is really hard and I think we're going to be able to come up with a plan together. And my amazing 18-year-old daughter said, I'm going to be okay if you can't come home. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be mainly hard for Zion. But I know that I'll get to see him in January. I know I'll get to see him. Zion is her best friend. So I just, I want to say that whatever way you do it, if you can create pockets of peace for yourself, if you can take a moment out to boil water, whatever it is that kind of grounds you, do that. Because this season is hard already. And then with everything else on top of it in our world, it is doubly, triply, quadruply hard. And if you mess up, that's okay. You can apologize. You can own that you got mad. You can own that you lashed out. You can say you're disappointed. And you can keep putting one foot in front of the other, just trying to create a little space and room for yourself and the people that you love. I did all that and now I'm starving. (laughs) Not starving, but I'm very hungry. But I had so much pent up energy in my body, just holding all that together and trying to breathe and be present that, um, Now I'm on a walk with the dogs because one, they've been trapped in the house all day today, pretty much. But also I need it. I need to get this energy that's been trapped in my body out of my body. I need to create a release for myself because 
this stuff needs to be moved and it needs to be moved out, out of our bodies. So I'm going to walk the dogs and possibly do a few, I'd like to say they're sprints, but I'm not sure they'll actually be sprints because I want movement. I don't want to carry this around all day with the rest of the day today. I don't want my family to kind of pay for me not getting it out of my body. And I certainly, I don't want to pay for not getting it out of my body. So I hope this is helpful knowing that I'm not doing it right every time, knowing that I'm in process just like you are trying to figure it out. Before I say goodbye, I also want to say that I did create release from that walk and I got home and my daughter had made pizza, which was really nice. And I still had some angst. It took me some time to center myself again and not take out all of the feelings that I was having on my husband and my daughter. It's an ongoing process. It is breathing, it's mindfulness, and then we get smacked in the side of the head and we do it all over again. It's not perfect. It's messy because that's what being a human in the world is. It's messy. Try to keep those expectations of yourself and others in check. It's hard. I was caught a little off guard after all of my communicating and moving through everything so smooth and wonderfully. But I'm a human and that's what happens. Just be kind to yourself. When you extend loving kindness to yourself, it is so much easier to extend loving kindness to others. Remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Happy holidays, everybody.